hello hello welcome to my podcast the imperfect therapist that's me my name is stephanie mayberry i'm a licensed professional counselor and your host each week i'll dive into a topic related to anxiety perfectionism or self-love sprinkled in with some of my own life experiences i hope to encourage you empower you and inspire you to manage your anxiety and learn to love your imperfect self. Let's go. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Post-holidays. Low-key, I'm really glad that the holidays are over. Um, The holidays were pretty hectic for me and my family. Um... I did not have any episodes out over the holidays, so it's been a couple weeks, but we're back in the new year, and I'm so excited. I think 2023 is going to be a big year for myself, just in regards to doing the shit that scares me and getting out of my comfort zone, and I have some things planned that I will share in time when I'm ready to do that, but Today's episode is going to be about a tool called Opposite Action, and this is a very helpful tool when you're when you're feeling uncomfortable emotions. Using Opposite Action is a tool to help you shift those emotions instead of getting stuck in those. So, I thought this would be an important topic for this week. I've noticed myself; life has been pretty crazy. The last month or so, and my anxiety has been very high. I've noticed I've been very irritable and more likely to kind of get stuck in my emotions. So I have been needing to practice this. I know I am a therapist and have all the tools, but I am also a human, an imperfect human, and I do still have to remind myself to use all the tools. So this one is one that I've been practicing, so I'm going to share it with you guys today. So let's get right into it. All right, so on any given day, we experience lots of different emotions, right? We can feel happiness, sadness, hope, despair, anxiety, guilt, joy, hopefully not all of those on the same day, but it's definitely very normal for emotions to change and shift throughout the day, but emotions come and go. They're not stagnant. And that being said, we can unintentionally kind of get stuck in or perpetuate an emotion by the way that we are responding to it through our actions. So in my therapy practice, I teach a lot of CBT skills aka cognitive behavior therapy, and this is an evidence-based therapeutic approach or technique that educates on how our thoughts influence our emotions and how our emotions influence our actions and kind of that cycle that kind of creates that perpetuation of emotions. So I'm going to share how to get out of that, and again, We're talking about opposite action, which I'll get into and explain a bit more. But when we are experiencing difficult emotions, such as anxiety, 
guilt, frustration, we have an urge to respond, right? And most of us over the course of our lives have developed some pretty ineffective behaviors or ways of handling those emotions that actually increase the intensity of them rather than helping us to move through them skillfully. So the tool of opposite action is an emotion regulation skill to help improve your mood and help you to move through the mood rather than getting stuck in it. So with any emotion, again, comes that action or that urge to behave. So the goal with opposite action is to identify the unhelpful behavior or urges and then respond using the opposite action to improve our mood. So there's four really important questions or really important steps in using this tool. So I am going to go through these steps and then I'm going to go through some different emotions and how you can specifically use opposite action for various emotions. So the first step that is really important is to identify exactly what you're feeling. Identify the emotion. So you can ask yourself, what am I feeling? Am I anxious? Am I sad? Am I angry? And then once you know exactly what you're feeling, you're going to think about the situation, think about the facts of the situation, and ask yourself, does this emotion fit the facts? So I'm going to use kind of a simplified example of this. So let's say you are on your way to work in the morning, you're driving, and a car cuts you off. Feeling irritated by this or anxious about that is a fitting emotion, but feeling rage or road rage, that is not fitting, right? So you want to kind of investigate the situation and ask yourself, does the emotion fit the facts? The next question is, what is that urge to act that's coming up? Um, am I wanting to avoid? Am I wanting to scream or start an argument? Am I wanting to isolate myself? And those behaviors that I just mentioned are more unhelpful than helpful, right? So third thing is to ask yourself, is the urge that I'm feeling helpful or unhelpful. And if that urge is unhelpful, then this is when we want to engage in that opposite action. So again, step one, identify the emotion that you're feeling. Step two, ask yourself if that emotion or feeling fits the situation. Is this emotion justified right now? Because sometimes we do exaggerate or the emotion just is not really fitting for the situation. So it's important to kind of observe and investigate that. Step three, ask yourself, what is the urge to act that I'm having? And is this helpful or unhelpful? And then step four, if it's unhelpful, we want to engage in the opposite action. And so here are some examples in how to apply the opposite action. 
So let's start with anxiety. So I know I have already talked a lot about this on my podcast. I've explained how with anxiety, when we're feeling anxious, that initial urge or kind of automatic urge is to avoid, right? Avoidance is the most common behavior that we engage in when we're feeling anxious anxious, um, or to procrastinate or isolate um, those as well. But in turn, doing those things, engaging in avoidance, procrastination, isolation, mm-hmm. that actually increases our anxiety because the next time we're in that situation, it makes us feel more anxious because we're not facing that fear. And in turn, we're reinforcing it. So an example of this, let's say you have the urge to call in sick to work because you have anxiety around a meeting that you have to speak at or present in. So in short term, you call into work, you feel really relieved and relaxed, and your anxiety comes down, you're no longer probably feeling anxious, but in the long run, when you have to go back to work work and probably still have to speak in that meeting or give that presentation, chances are you're going to be even more anxious because of that initial avoidance. So the more that we can approach, this is the opposite action, the opposite action when you're feeling anxious is to approach or to sit with that feeling versus avoiding. And the more that we can approach a situation that makes us anxious, the more we're going to master this this tool and reduce anxiety over time. Okay, sadness. So when we're feeling sad, the most common action urge is to stay in bed, to withdraw from your social supports, to maybe engage in comparison or self-destructive thinking behavior. And in short term, it might be easier to do those things, to isolate ourselves, to break from our routine, to kind of give in to those urges and just sit. Um, However, again, that actually increases those feelings of sadness or in the case of depression, increases feelings of depression. So instead, the opposite action here would be to get out of bed. Even though it feels really difficult, um, you want to do the opposite of what you're feeling. So if you feel like you want to stay in bed, it's really important that you kind of force yourself to get up, get moving, maybe get dressed for the day so you're less likely to crawl back into bed. If you are having the urge to isolate or withdraw, make sure you are being intentional about reaching out to supports. If you are engaging in activities that are opposite of what you are wanting to do in this situation, you're going to Notice the positive effect on your mood throughout the day. So if you are feeling sad or depressed and just wanting to do nothing, 
you know, do the opposite, get yourself moving and going. And it might feel really hard and miserable at first, but if you are able to engage in those opposite actions, you will notice improvement in mood throughout your day. Let's talk about anger. So when we're feeling angry, I think we could probably all agree that the urge or the action that we want to engage in or that we even do engage in is yelling or lashing out or internalizing our emotions until we explode or hit our breaking point. And when we engage in these behaviors, we kind of act, you know, in defense and that makes us even more angry and frustrated with other people. So consequently, we're not able then to have effective conversations. Um, So doing the opposite action is really, really important, um, especially when it comes to anger so that we are able to communicate in a healthy way. So what is the opposite action for that urge to yell or lash out or become defensive? The opposite action here would be to take a time out, to take some time to calm your body and your mind, because when you are so angry, your brain is actually being just flooded with emotion. You're not listening to the other person if there's someone else involved. So it is best to take a time out, create some space to allow yourself to kind of cool down and then return to the situation more gently and try to use assertive language versus aggressive or passive language. And doing this will help you communicate those feelings more effectively. And in doing this, then we are increasing the likelihood that in the future we are able to communicate effectively and cope with anger versus continuing that cycle of acting on those urges to yell or lash out. So opposite action, take a time out, create some space, calm yourself down, and then re-enter the situation in a more calm way. Okay, feelings of inadequacy, and this goes along with perfectionism and with anxiety. So feelings of inadequacy are connected to those core beliefs that we have about ourselves, about our self-worth. And when we repeatedly or persistently feel inadequate, it's definitely possible that we're engaging in some sort of self-invalidation or aggression towards ourself, talking negatively towards ourself. And as an emotional experience, feeling inadequate does result in more sadness, more anxiety, more feelings of failure, um, beliefs that we just are not enough, right? So taking opposite action when we're feeling this way is really important. And here's how we do that. So the opposite of invalidating ourselves or our self-worth and abilities is by showing ourselves compassion. And I've talked a lot about this as well, but showing compassion and love towards ourselves. So we can do this by engaging in 
positive self-talk or just helpful self-talk by using affirmations and doing this even if we don't feel like it, right? These are, you know, conscious decisions that you have to make to take these opposite actions. And again, in this case, reminding yourself of maybe your accomplishments or your abilities or the positive qualities about yourself and just really reflecting on that positive feedback maybe that you've gotten from others might help you to, again, identify those positive traits in yourself. So make the choice to focus on the things that you do well rather than focusing on your perceived weaknesses or imperfections. And by doing this, then we are creating the skill of increasing self-esteem and confidence. And in turn, you'll have a better, more genuine internal experience and less likely to feel inadequate. And the last emotion that I will give an example for here today is disappointment. This is a big one. Disappointment also comes with anxiety, perfectionism, kind of lack of self-love. So the emotional experience of disappointment is experienced, you know, in that deep kind of painful way of feeling let down by yourself or let down by others. And that's especially um, prevalent when we have high expectations, right? In the case of perfectionism, when we have unreasonable expectations for ourselves or for others, it's really common and more likely to feel that crushing sense of disappointment when you're not living up to those expectations or others aren't either. So there might be then those accompanying Thoughts such as like, I knew this would happen, or they always do this, or I always do this. And then you might find yourself engaging in those urge urges or actions to that kind of serve or intensify that disappointment. So withdrawing from others, expressing anger, giving up, again, kind of giving into that self-destructive type of behavior. So in this situation when you're when we're feeling disappointed the opposite action here is to choose different thoughts and behaviors right we want to be aware of our mental expectations and how that is fueling disappointment and then adjust our expectations to reflect the capabilities of ourselves and of others. So again, if we are feeling the urge to engage in self-destruction, withdrawing, anger, the opposite action here is to kind of first adjust those expectations, but then also do the opposite of withdrawing. Reach out to others actively choose to re-engage with the world, with your social supports, even if you don't feel like it. Because opposite action is all about deliberately choosing alternative ways of thinking and behaving when we're experiencing 
all of these emotions that I just explained and those emotions causing unnecessary suffering or keeping us stuck or just being persistent in nature. But when we mindfully think and behave in ways that are opposite to what we have the urge to do but is unhelpful, we are able to have more control over our thoughts and our behaviors. So I am going to tell you that this tool does take a lot of practice. It takes a lot of um, kind of observing and reflecting on your thoughts and on what those urges that you have typically are. But if you're doing this, you're going to notice kind of patterns, right? When we're feeling these emotions, we come back to the same patterns or the same urges to act. So once you've identified those patterns for yourself, then it's easier to identify what the opposite action for you would be. So again, in using this tool, most important thing is to do the opposite of what you feel you want to do if it's not going to be helpful for you. And when we choose that opposite action, it improves our mood, helps us get unstuck, helps us move through those emotions, and ultimately feel better, um, have a better internal emotional experience. So that is all. This was kind of a shorter episode today, but I just wanted to share that tool with you. Um, give that a try if you want to go to my social media page, The Imperfect Therapist. You can drop a comment or send me a message. Let me know if this was helpful for you or if you have any recommendations for future episodes. I would love to hear those as well. Um, I will see everybody next week. Thanks for joining. And your weekly reminder that you are worthy right now, in this moment, just the way you are.